0: Okay, Top Tribe, this week's winner of the 100 bucks is Dustin Goodwin. He's in the HR industry, specifically in the software as a service space, looking to increase his revenue. So congratulations, Dustin. For your guys' chance to win $100 every Monday on the show to build your idea, simply subscribe to the podcast on iTunes now and then text the word Nathan to 33444. Again, text the word Nathan to 33444. Coming up tomorrow morning, you guys hear from Angela Romero, and he walks through the right way to do real estate investing. Okay, Top Tribe, good morning. I've got my coffee, and you're really going to love our guest today. His name is Jared Fuller. He is a recovering CEO. I love that. Hustler and Trouble maker, along with a three-time entrepreneur obsessed with sales, marketing, and SaaS. That's software as a service. Jared is currently VP of Partnerships at PandaDoc. You can catch his tweets at Fuller Freedom on Twitter. Jared, are you ready to take us to the top? Let's do it. Very cool. So first off, how did we... I forget. How did we get connected? YEC. I'm a member. Ah, yes. Yes, yes, yes. And you're in San Francisco, right? Correct. Okay. So you say recovering CEO. Tell me about the crash. What are you recovering from? (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh gosh. So um, Panadoc, I think is my fourth startup. The first one was a marketing agency uh, based out of DC, scaled that to about 25 employees, and then I realized that uh, recurring revenue was the way to go. So I started Job uh was CEO, co-founder of that, uh, raised a series A, had backers Not like much? Foundry group. Uh, we did about three million in funding, okay And um, screwed up a bunch of stuff uh, a lot. Uh, found product, market fit, Uh, found lots of customers, figured out how many customers we had about 150 paying uh, customers in enterprise. Uh And then we had um, about 10,000 active job seekers. Mm -hmm.
0: So what was like MRR at its peak before it
1: crashed or, or you moved on? uh, So we got up to about hundred K MRR with Panda uh, with job high, but then things kind of went South with co-founders and uh, you know, I got stuck into a whole bunch of stuff that just was not what I signed up for. It's not what I wanted um, and Come decide- on, Jared. What
0: was it? Tell us the shit. It's in the past now. You can say it. There's no no lawsuits coming. Uh,
1: yeah. So basically, I just did uh, corporate formation wrong, right? Like uh, we wrapped up our stock, uh, founder stock, in something that was not equitable and fair to uh, the rest of the company and the founders. And we basically just fought over stupid stuff that wasn't acquiring customers for uh, you know way too long. I mean, are you talking about like vesting schedules or who owned what in the company? Right. So um, improper allocations. I'll put it that way. And uh, yeah, so in other words, uh, pick your founders very, very carefully.
0: Okay. So so is the advice you're giving when you guys have the initial conversation about equity, make sure the equity accurately reflects what each founder is going to be contributing to the business?
1: Uh, right. Like make sure you start a company with someone that's done. Like if you're going to go into venture-backed uh, startups, right? Do it with someone who's done that before. Okay. Um, what I ended up doing is creating an LLC that we ended up... Creating a you know Delaware C corp for, um, and then that all spiraled out of control when you were trying to you know move from an LLC manage ownership who gets what uh, oh, it ended up being way too big of a like fight. a member
0: a member managed LLC and then you wanted three managers but then you have the deadlock decision all that kind of stuff
1: oh gosh it was it was oh terrible. It I was see a, it was a nightmare and you know that we didn't really try to resolve that until two and a half years in and then we figured out we couldn't resolve it. I see. So, so I see. when I say recovering CEO, it was like, uh, you know, I'm focused on getting customers, getting shit done, um, helping people scale their companies and finding product market fit and uh, sales, you know, marketing partnerships. And what I ended up doing was fighting legal battles seven days a week. Yep. Yep.
0: So, that I like to say, you know, ever all of us kind of go through this period of like earn versus learn. It sounds like those were like learning years. And now maybe you're in earning years or transitioning to earning years. So, tell us about what happened after that business.
1: Yeah. So um, at Market Aces was my first company. We used a product called Quote Roller, which is the parent company to who I work with now. And then at JobHive, we use PandaDoc. Um, I know the CEO, Makita, very well. And uh, basically when I left there, he said, hey, I need someone to build a a partnerships program. And uh, I've loved your thought leadership on sales and marketing. I think you're a great fit. So um, being that these are two of the products that I've evangelized for years, um, I decided to jump in and help take a company from, you know, uh, 100,000 users, 100K MRR to now 400,000. What year was that? Uh, this year, July. That, that, that or, business sorry, was doing? 2015, I should say.
0: 2015, July, it was 100,000 users and 100K MRR? Yep. And what's it at and now? And now we're
1: at 300K MRR and 400,000 users. Okay, got
0: it. So you're at about a $3.6 million annual run rate already.
1: Yep. And the product launched in uh, January of 15. So it's uh, probably one great of the fastest growing SaaS companies I, I've seen in a while. Why is it growing so fast? Uh, well, here's why. Anytime you want to send a, a document, like a proposal, a contract, a quote, here's what you do you go to Microsoft Word or Docs, you create a copy of the last version of the document you sent, you manually change everything, and then you download it to a PDF and you upload it to DocuSign, and then you need to make changes. Are you, are you mad yet? Yes. Yeah, it's so frustrating, right? Like my version of my
0: scanner is like taking pictures of the contract on my on my phone and then messaging it back to the the, the signature.
1: Right. So it's um it's a really broken process, and the industry leaders are Microsoft and Adobe. Uh, so we really went after the document as a whole. Like so, PandaDocs a whole new way of creating uh, and sending documents for signature, but also collaborating and b- bringing more dynamic um, aspects like content libraries and things like case studies and testimonials. You can work into these documents to help close a deal. So think of the inbound philosophy of great content and trying to apply that to documents that salespeople use or um, repeatable snippets of content. So that's kind of why PandaDoc I think has been so successful is um, uh, not just the documents, but the whole concept of sales enablement that's really taking off right now.
0: Mm-hmm. And walk us through how you make money.
1: Yeah, so we're a SaaS product. We charge a per uh, seat per month uh, price, right? So we're a real startup making real money with fantastic revenue. We could be profitable tomorrow if we wanted to be. Uh, we're focused on growth right now and top line more so than that. Um,
0: Have you are self-funded?
1: Uh, so unique, actually. Um, Quote Roller was bootstrapped to profitability and then uh, PandaDoc was launched as a product. And then we raised money after we had uh, profits in Quote Roller and profits in PandaDoc.
0: Okay. So you raise money when you're profitable. How much did you raise?
1: We did a $5 million Series A in July. And then we're just fixing to announce... So I bet this is the first time the public is hearing this. Uh, We raised a $4 million add-on debt round with uh, Square One Bank.
0: Got it. So, so that is hey, you know, we have never actually had someone really talk about venture debt before. The top tribe is going to go crazy for this and they also love the fact that you announced it on the show. You basically are you basically by being on the show are standing in basically a stadium full of 60,000 people like, you know, Redskin Stadium. So congratulations on that. Educate yeah, us definitely. real quick on venture debt. What's the advantage over selling equity?
1: So, we're in such a good position, right? We have millions of dollars cash on hand. Uh we can't spend the money fast enough. We can't grow fast enough. Uh, you know, in terms of uh, spend, so we decided instead of raising a Series B and diluting the heck out of everyone, since PandaDoc has a really uh, you know awesome exit opportunity to uh, pursue venture debt because the revenue is so good, the books are so good, and that's the that's the key, right? Venture debt is fantastic. I would always recommend that over selling equity, but you have to have the the track record and the solid books and finances to be able to do so
0: my concern with venture debt and guys if those of you want to research venture debt more I'll link to some folks that do venture debt in the show notes at nathanlacca.com forward slash the top 193 but there's there's a Silicon Valley Bank is a big one and square one's probably the other bigger one right Jared
1: yeah those are the the two top ones and yep. uh my advice make them compete
0: <laughs> yeah sure, I assume you guys did that right can got competing lois or something
1: yeah so um i know one of the founders of uh, square one really well pete drees um so he was very very helpful in uh helping facilitate that deal and make sure we got the terms that uh, both parties could agree on um but i kind of approached Makita when he was thinking about raising a series b and said you know we shouldn't raise that series b we don't need the money so why give up chunks of the company when we could just you know do a really low interest rate makes a lot more sense
0: so i'll be double's advocate uh if you ever break a covenant you're screwed
1: uh yeah but uh, i would say the terms are attractive right like the what we're locked into i think is a lot better than two board seats to control the company mm-hmm. what are you locked into what's like the biggest what, what
0: were some of the covenants
1: uh, so warrants right without you know going into particulars or breaking anything warrants yeah. and uh, a percentage interest rate that's really low okay what is the interest
0: rate four okay is that I means i don't know if that's competitive or not is it
1: oh gosh yes that's amazing and venture debt yeah, definitely.
0: Were you? I mean, did you have control over negotiating that lower, or is that passed down from the government, and, and that's what they have to do it at?
1: Oh no, no. So that's that's private, right? So that's between um, Panda and the bank. Got it,
0: got it. I was wondering if this was like again public markets where like you, you go and try and negotiate a a, lo- a loan to buy a house, and they're like, well, we can only do three point nine percent because that's what the government kind of issues. You actually have negotiation leverage to drive that interest rate down based off the, the strength of your business.
1: Exactly. Right. So it, it's a risk both ways. Right. And uh, markets are going to dictate where that uh, interest rate needs to be. Uh, and then, of course, the attractiveness of the deal. Right. Like how risky is it? Well, revenue's bad or churns bad or, you know, your finances are up and down every month. Um, if there's no predictability on the bank side, then they're going to want to hedge their bet. And, uh, you know, as a result, charge more interest.
0: And why would you I mean, just out of curiosity, you said you had millions in the bank. Why would you, why would you add, even if it is $5 million in venture debt, why would you add that to your bank and then kind of basically bring a a monthly interest payment into your expense category if you didn't need it?
1: Right. So you don't have to start paying that uh, for a while, A. B, um, you want run rate. So you have to think about this very strategically. A lot of people raise money a lot more short-sighted than they should. Here's what I mean by that. We're thinking about Pandadoc very strategically. Where do we want to be to actually bring in either uh, an acquisition partner or a big Series B? And we could have raised a Series B with you know about five million um, in ARR, or right, we could use that capital to scale to twelve, fifteen million in ARR, right, and then raise it that valuation. Um, Or at that point, we're probably pretty attractive for an acquisition. So what it did for us is it gave us a lot more options. It expanded our horizons. We get to think about PandaDoc two, three years out, as opposed to PandaDoc one year out.
0: Yep. Yep. Okay, Again, give me some other stats. How big is the team? How many team members?
1: Uh, So we have um, Makita, two co-founders, CTO, CEO. They started it in Belarus. Uh Um, So that's where our tech team is. There's 25 devs there. And then we have, oh gosh, about 40 people in San Francisco. Uh, mm-hmm. So sales, marketing, ops, support, uh, all here stateside.
0: Okay. And then let's flip over to unit economics real quick. How many... Uh, I mean, are, are you are you actively in things like LTV, CAC, Churn, ARPU, all that?
1: Uh, yeah, we are. And, okay. and uh, I, I, I'm privy to those numbers. So
0: what... I mean, how do you guys have a CAC, to, like a customer acquisition cost to lifetime value ratio you're trying to hold?
1: Uh, so... I think a lot of startups where PandaDoc is at, you know, a, a fast growing SaaS company that scaled to hundreds of thousands of users in their first year. Um, what is what do they all want to do? They all want to grow up market. They want all want to grow their LTV. Right. So we scaled outbound sales. Um, we have about twelve hundred unique signups a day. So we're a massive inbound machine. That's people seeing but,
0: the free that's people clicking the green free sign up for free button on your website. Sign up for
1: signing up for free and creating an account. Correct.
0: And why, um, why are you getting so many? I mean, tell us about that.
1: Yeah. So if you go to pandadoc.com and you look at our templates, we found an SEO hack, right? A growth hack. Okay. Uh, we, we discovered that trying to rank for electronic signatures or sales enablement or any of those tools was very difficult, right? But we could rank for the terms that people use those for. So for instance, enterprise sales proposal te- template, right? Uh, invoice template. So we built, a template. Yeah. Yeah, we, we built a library of free templates for people to use at their disposal. Uh, and allows us to rank higher, right? So that's kind of the secret sauce, so to speak, behind our SEO. Um, but here's the problem, right? Inbound is you cast a wide net and you catch anything. So lots of small businesses, lots of small deals. And, um, you know, that's fantastic. That's great. But the LTV of those customers, you're in the 4k range, right? Um, what we want,
0: what's their ARPU typically? Uh, Monthly. Not familiar with that. Okay. Okay. But but just so everyone's clear, what that means, just top tribe, what that means is the you know the average customer coming in or, or is some has a four thousand dollar lifetime value. So they're paying x amount of money over x amount of months, and that multiplication you know equation equals four grand about on average.
1: Correct. And then uh, what we're trying to do is grow you know an outbound sales development team, and then also build our partner program which is what I oversee to grow that LTV, um, you know, upwards of 10K, right? That's the objective. Get us above $10,000 per, uh, you know, per, uh, per account.
0: And are you doing that by doing a better job getting enterprise clients in the top of the funnel or driving expansion revenue into the current customer base by adding additional seats to already paying customers?
1: There's very little growth opportunity in the people that are signing up kind of an in inbound. Now, of course, we get an enterprise deal that comes through here and there. Uh-huh. There's a lot more expansion opportunity in outbound, right? So hiring sales development representatives, prospecting into target customers, doing really deep qualification and, and establishing kind of an org chart of who we need to get to in order to, to make a deal happen and expand across, you know, dozens and if not hundreds of seats. Got it. Um, so we've been successful at that. And then the other opportunity is our partnerships, which is a very unique angle of Pandadoc for a company at our stage. We've built uh, and closed partnerships with companies as large as HubSpot, uh, Oracle, uh, Salesforce, um, where basically our product is in front of their customers and their kind of power reseller, so to speak. Uh, and they're introducing us to bigger and bigger customers all the time.
0: Very cool, very cool. Well, Jared, hey, it sounds like your guys' goal, what is your guys, do you guys have a revenue goal this year? What do you want your ARR run rate to be by December? 10 million. 10, so what is that? What is that, about a million, uh, about 800 grand per month by December, 2016? Yep. Very cool. Okay, Jared, before we get into my favorite part of the show, if people wanna connect with you personally online, where can they do that?
1: Uh, you can email me directly at jared, J-A-R-E-D at pandadoc.com or hit me up on Twitter at Fuller Freedom.
0: Okay, Top Tribe, many of you have asked me, how do I get my site going so fast and so cheaply? Well, I use Hostgator. Specifically, they've got 4,500 templates, they've got a free e commerce plugin, and quite frankly, I blow the heck out of their support 24 7 support, which I love. It's ideal for WordPress. Okay, and they've got a free website builder. All right, now I've worked out a great deal for you guys that you can grab right now and jump in at HostGator.com forward slash Nathan. Okay, Top Tribe, there you have it, Jared. We're about to get to my favorite part of the show. Do you know what's next? Uh, let's hear it. Come on, man. That's such a good... See, that's that's such a great enterprise dev answer. You're like, I have no idea what's next, but I'm gonna give a political response and see what happens. <laughs> it's, to, it's, to, it's time for the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite business book?
1: Favorite business quote? Uh, book, gosh. Book. Favorite business book. Favorite business book. Uh, leadership and Self-Deception. Hands down. Uh, what's, who's the author? You know? Oh, uh, gosh. Off the top of my head, I do not recall, but okay. I can't recommend it highly enough.
0: Leadership and Self-Deception. Is that right? Correct. Okay. Yes. Number two, number two, is there a CEO that you're following or studying right
1: now? Not a CEO, VP of sales at HubSpot. His name's Peter Caputa. He's kind of the godfather of the modern partner program. Mm-hmm. And basically he, he created 80 million in revenue from nothing as a, uh, an AE at HubSpot. Mm-hmm. He's now oversees $80 million in revenue from turning marketing agencies into resellers of HubSpot. So he's my, uh, He's a godfather to me right now. I'm oh. following everything this guy puts out.
0: I think over 1,900 signed up marketing agencies that have driven at least one paying customer into their program.
1: Correct. Unbelievable. So Pete, Pete uh, is actually an advisor to me, and I, I have a weekly phone call with him, and uh, it, he's just brilliant. Um, he thinks he thinks about business and startups and, and growing them in a completely different way. Good. Uh well, I
0: mean, I'll, I'll, hey, look, if you speak so highly of him. I'm, I'm going to hustle like heck and I'll get him on the show. Number number three, Jared, is there a favorite online tool you have like Evernote?
1: Uh, so I, I love... My, my number one tool is uh, actually Yesware for uh, getting big BD deals done and closing people. Um, here's a great example. Um, to close a deal with ProsperWorks, so they're a big online CRM. Uh, I sent 47 follow-ups to their chief marketing officer. And that was only possible because of Yesware.
0: Very good. And we had Guess Where CEO Matt Bellows uh, on the show back in episode 172. Their goal is 30 million annual run rate this year, guys. So go check them out if you're interested. Episode 172. Jared, number four, yes or no? As you're building this empire, are you getting eight hours of sleep every night?
1: Oh, heck no. <laughs> How much? Um, weekends I do, uh, but. Let's see. Four to six.
0: Okay. And last question. Well, actually, before I ask the last question, give me a sense of where you are in life. Married, single, do you have kids?
1: Uh, Married. Wonderful wife. Uh, We're both working on a book right now called Gateway Drugs, uh, Getting Customers Addicted to What You Sell. Uh And uh, she's a consultant for a bunch of different startups in the Bay Area.
0: And chapter one is about how you guys sold yourselves on each other, right? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Jared, how old are you? Uh, 27. Okay. Take us back seven years. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew?
1: Oh man. Uh, so the recurring revenue, so I built an agency and grew it to a couple million in revenue, but it was all project based work, right? Uh, so my cash flow restarted every month. I mean, how many 20 year olds have, you know, 25 employees? Uh, I screwed it up bad. If I had built something that had recurring revenue, uh, I would have been able to sell that company for uh, a fantastic, you know, little exit, but instead it dwindled after four years when I just kind of, I got tired of it. So it would have been, Hey, quit charging project based fees. Get into recurring revenue now.
0: Top tribe. There you have it. Jared Fuller, VP at Pandadoc. He's gone through the fire. He started early. He's now 27 years old with the goal to, of helping Pandadoc hit a $800,000 MRR run rate again by the end of 2016. Jared, thank you so much for taking us to the top.
1: Absolutely. Thank you, Nathan. You bet.
0: Top Tribe, many of you heard me record and share the story of how we just sold my very successful business, Heyo, in episodes 171, when I got a very suspicious email from a competitor, episode 177, when negotiations got very tense, and episode 184, when we closed the deal and the buyer came on the show live. But now what? So many people want to know, what is Nathan doing next? Guys, it's very big. You have heard it before, actually. Find out what it is live at NathanLatka.com forward slash what's next. Again, NathanLatka.com forward slash what's next. Go there now to save your seat. They are limited and we are almost full. If you guys enjoyed Jared today, go back and listen to Catherine and Alan from yesterday. They break down how to sell 10,000 self journals and they have a big surprise for you.